Hello and welcome to the PLMR podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about Veganuary, which began as a concept in 2014 and has grown rapidly ever since. 580,000 people signed up last year from 209 countries, including 125,000 from the UK. The organisation behind the movement estimate that some 2 million people will have taken part this year. A YouGov poll of 2,079 adults found that 4% intended to take part. That may not sound like a lot, but extrapolated out for a whole population, that would equate to more than 2.7 million people in the UK. From the growth of alternative milk brands like Oatly, through to Cadbury's releasing their own plant-based chocolate, the trend is becoming increasingly pronounced. Vegan food orders were up 117% on Deliveroo in January, while vegan product sales have increased by 61% year-on-year from Amazon. Clearly, veganism is big business, and with all of the associated health benefits, which are often touted, an increased number of people are looking to take the plunge, not just for January, but for the whole year round. So we thought we should give Veganuary a go ourselves. So joining me today to discuss their experiences of Veganuary, we've got some colleagues from across PLMR, starting with... Hi, my name's Alex. I'm an account executive in the energy and sustainability team. My name is Patrick and I head up the energy and sustainability practice at PLMR. My name is Rachel and I'm a senior account executive on the education team. Hi, I'm Maddie and I'm an account exec on the education team. Great. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining me. I'm going to kick off with you, Patrick, if that's okay. So as head of sustainability for PLMR, have you noticed a marked change in how businesses are looking to talk about their environmental impact? And is veganism something that can play a key role in this? Yeah, thanks very much, Luke. So uh, I think in terms of the first question, um, it's definitely the case that businesses are talking about sustainability and environmental impact on an ongoing basis. That's something that we've seen um, over the last several years, uh, growth in several different respects um, uh, uh, there as well. And it's increasingly expected of them um, from stakeholders, both externally and internally. Um, Sustainability is an increasing part of the battle for for talent in terms of recruitment and retention. Uh, And it's been interesting to see more brands talking about Veganuary in that context. The likes of Superdrug, Harrods, Volkswagen announcing this as as staff challenges for the month, um, for example. And in terms of food businesses in particular, we've definitely seen a massive uptick in brands offering vegan alternatives um, to coincide with Veganuary this year. Not just supermarket brands, but also the likes of McDonald's and KFC. Um, And hopefully many of these product ranges will be long lasting and will grow their share of the market year on year. Certainly making this offer to consumers and promoting it is something which we can expect to be um, a long term trend for all sorts of food businesses moving forward. Okay, sure. So do you think that catering for veganism is a long term trend that we're going to see? Absolutely. I think we could expect to see food manufacturers increasingly reformulating products and undertaking research into new types of um, food stuff to meet rising consumer demand from a growing number of people who are interested in pursuing a plant-based diet. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely something that has grown over the last couple of years. So just to get into how everyone found it. Um, so I know for myself, it was my, my third veganuary in a row. Um, but I know a few other people on this on this podcast today, uh, this is their first one um, and maybe their first kind of dabble into veganism. So let's kick off with you, Alex. Um, overall impressions of the month how you ate before and basically how how this kind of how veganery went for you so i would describe the experience as enlightening um although not overwhelmingly successful uh so before i've, I've never been 
vegan before I'm a heavy meat eater meat in every meal um I tended to do before beforehand um and the other the other aspect which I hadn't considered was the dairy um I didn't realize how much cheese and butter I eat until until attempting this the hardest challenge came at the start when um I was still with my parents for Christmas because when you're not in control of your own fridge it limits your options so much I've been more successful since taking control of my own cupboards. No, I, I like the overview and like the kind of, uh, yeah, the honesty as much as anything. Um, Rachel, what about you? Um, because you, you've kind of done a bit of veganism before. So how did the a full month go? Yeah, so I think I found it all right. I think similarly to Alex in terms of being in control of your own cupboards, I had COVID at the start. So I was just in my house. So I just had my veggie food to eat and that was fine. But once I started going to the shops or going out for dinner, um, I just was really yeah because I don't eat meat anyway but I just couldn't believe like crisps that weren't vegan sweets that weren't vegan like so many products that I just couldn't eat um, overall I didn't find it too difficult in terms of my own cooking and switch that way but um, longer term I think it can kind of limit your like enjoyment of certain restaurants and um, the ease of like being out and about essentially yeah totally and what about yourself Maddie? Um, I had a similar experience to Rachel. Like I wasn't a drastic change from how I ate before because I didn't tend to eat, eat much meat. Um, the thing I struggled with is I um, am a celiac, so I have a gluten-free diet and I found it very difficult to find products that were gluten-free and vegan, like for things like bread or pasta, like the gluten-free alternatives would just have at least, like it would just be the tiniest amount of like milk, like whey powder or something like that, but that technically made it not vegan. So I think that that, and a lot of the um, kind of, alternatives like so you know the fake chickens and a lot of the linda mccartney stuff and for example they weren't accessible to me because they all like had a bit of gluten in them which just meant that my diet became quite limited so instead of replacing an aspect of my food i would just go without that aspect um which i think just made maybe i just need to get a bit more creative for my cooking but i uh got a bit um it just became a bit a little bit boring a bit bland sometimes because I felt like I was repeating a lot of the same meals again um because they were the ones I had like my go-to ones because I was a bit limited but it's definitely interesting to see like versus last year for example when I've done it I did began you last year like the greater range of availability um in the shops like like you can just see year on year how many like the shops themselves pushing it and like you go to Sainsbury's at any time during January for example and the amount of deals and stuff that they have on veganism it's clear that then they're also encouraging it and like giving people the option to try it and be more aware of it so I think that's great as well yeah I completely agree and Patrick was that your kind of perception as well that there has been this big growth in the amount of products you can get and it did feel kind of different to, to last year or previous years well, I'm not in such a, uh, a strong position to comment on previous years because this is the first time I've actually tried to do a veganuary. I uh, wouldn't describe myself as, as a heavy meat eater. I don't eat beef and lamb usually, but um, I do eat chicken and fish. Um, so it was definitely different. It was a change in, 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 uh, in, in my diet this month. In terms of uh, a slightly less sort of expert um, uh, opinion, yes, it was definitely very obvious that there was lots of provisions being made to cater for veganuary there are a lot of new product lines that you could see advertised as being new when you walked around um, the supermarkets as well that had obviously been brought forward in time for for the veganuary and, and i'm sure that trend will continue and probably beyond veganuary as well lots of these product lines certainly the ones that end up being more and um, more successful during during the month will, will hopefully then continue and, um, and become a staple in uh, in supermarkets and also in people's um, people's diets. I mean, my 
I think it was a mixed bag in terms of in terms of vegan substitute products. I don't know. I mean, there's there's obviously multiple different ways to uh, to attack veganuary and attack veganism. Cooking uh, just without any kind of uh, meat or not not cooking in a way where meat would normally have been a staple part of the diet, so not going for meat replacement products, is obviously one way of doing things and probably the healthiest way of doing things. But if you are used to cooking around a a uh, centerpiece of a, of, a, of a piece of meat or what have you um, then the tendency to do that because that's your kind of cooking practice um, is certainly there so I had lots of different meat substitute products over the course of over the course of the month most of which I would say were pretty good with a couple of shockers we won't get you to, to name and shame any brands uh, on this uh, but so Alex uh, you said a big challenge was taking control of your own cupboard. So once you did have control, what were you putting in there? Was it like Patrick said that you were still having kind of a centerpiece bit of, you know, um, replacement meat or whatever it may be? Or did you kind of find ways of, of changing things up a bit more? Yeah, so to start with, I, I bought myself a vegan cookbook. Um, I thought that'd be helpful. But when I was going through the book, none of the meals really stood out for me. Um, I think as Patrick mentioned, I felt there wasn't that sort of stand standalone piece that meat used to be for me. I looked at the meals and thought, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine myself being full after having them. So I went down the route of um, substitutes for meat instead. I thought if I can cook the same dishes, um, for example, spag bowl using corn, then that's going to be the most effective way for me to keep at this. I found it surprisingly easy to cut out red meat because I think the alternatives are, are fantastic. Um, and actually easy to, easier to cook with. So I th- that's one thing that I'm definitely going to continue with into the future. Chicken was harder. I, I, I wasn't as appealed by the uh, the substitutes and offer there. And then, as I mentioned, dairy was the biggest weakness of all because I just couldn't get behind the vegan cheese in a way that I used to with normal cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the, the dairy issue is one that a lot of people uh, struggle with, especially uh, cheese replacements just don't quite feel the same yet. Now, a lot of people talk about the the kind of associated health benefits from a vegan diet. Maddie, is that something that you would agree with, given kind of, you know, being a celiac and the difficulties you had in finding kind of full meals that weren't too kind of repetitious? I'd say that probably naturally you do end up eating maybe a bit more healthily because you personally, in my experience of it, well, if I couldn't have the meat in the meal, I'd probably have more vegetables or more additional things. There was a few extra carbs in there, I will not lie. Um, but I definitely see how that can have positive health benefits for like just expanding your range like maybe you try different alternatives like different kinds of vegetables different types of uh, things to introduce that you would not have like a reason to do before um potentially also you're more aware of what you're putting into your body in the first place so i don't know if that consciousness maybe then feeds into a more healthy approach to how you're treating your body like i know that um, there's a lot of studies that show like the link between plant-based diets are, are massively helpful for a whole range of conditions like heart skin, like everything it just is across the board is meant to be fantastic for you um I personally didn't feel that different but I think that's because I was quite plant-based before like I didn't eat meat regularly and I didn't have that much dairy um but I can very much see how that transition would naturally lead to like potentially like I know for example my dad has my mom's been encouraging my dad to have more like vegan meals week and uh he's then like as a result had like some natural weight loss just because of there's less calories or more healthy food as a result of that so I definitely think it's a good way of encouraging people to take control and be aware of what they're doing with their diet as well yeah definitely and COVID notwithstanding uh Rachel did you feel better on a vegan diet? Did you feel kind of um, 
yeah, have more energy and all the the benefits that Maddie just outlined there? Um, I'd say so. I think I felt pretty good on it. I think largely it was making me reduce my snacking a lot because there wasn't like so many snacks available to me or like things that I'd really want to eat. The only thing I'd be a bit concerned about longer term is just making sure, and it definitely can be done. It just takes quite a bit, a bit more care is getting all the right like nutrients, protein, everything like that. Cause I think it can be quite easy to be eating your vegan meals and not necessarily getting all those minerals in. So if I was like a full-time vegan, I'd want to be very careful around that. But yeah, I definitely felt good after it all, I think. And what about yourself, Patrick? Were there any kind of hacks which you found particularly useful or particular food groups or um, individual foods that you kept going back to that you knew were providing what you needed and wanted? I mean, it was a good excuse for me to eat loads of peanut butter, which is uh, one that I took readily. Uh, I mean, I do that anyway, but it was an excuse to eat even more peanut butter. Um, I mean, I, I, I think on the uh, on the um, point of nutrients, personally, I uh, got some food supplements from Holland and Barrett extra b12 iron all that kind of thing which was helpful and i think possibly without that there was there was um a week or so towards the end where i didn't have that because i'd left them somewhere but i did notice a bit the difference actually I, I did feel a bit like i wasn't wasn't fully balanced i was quite far into veganuary as well at that point but generally i think uh i, I you know your overall sense of personal well-being is is um uh is defined by a number of different factors like how much you know sleep you're getting how much stress you're under etc um but would I say that I felt the benefits of, of more plants? Yeah, I think so. I do, I did, I do feel um, probably healthier, probably less sluggish in some um, circumstances than, than I might do under uh, eating, eating more kind of heavy um, meals. I do think I was probably eating more overall, um, probably finding it more difficult to be full. So I was snacking more. Um, again, peanut butter and oat cakes was was uh, was a kind of go to, but um, but yeah, I mean overall, I think the the health benefits were um, were felt, and I think those hacks probably, I mean, I, I, I guess the um, more experienced uh, vegetarians and vegans will, will will have some more um, tips on this. But you kind of pick those hacks up as you go along a bit, and I think uh, if I was going to do this again, uh, probably I would I would be starting the month with um, much more expertise about you know what veganism is actually entails and um, what kind of things you can do to make it uh, easier from the beginning yeah absolutely and so Alex with um, kind of to Patrick's point there how did doing this month of veganism uh, kind of change your perceptions of what it was like to eat like a vegan and to kind of adopt that as a lifestyle yeah I didn't appreciate how much of a challenge it, it, it was and how much challenge it is uh, for vegans especially that aspect of eating out, um, even like takeaways, restaurants, it's, it's very hard to find options. And if if they did cater for vegans, there was usually only one option on the menu. So if, if you weren't happy with that, you had very little, very little choice in the matter. Um, I'd say that was the the biggest, the biggest challenge that I, I think I faced. But I've got friends as well who are vegan. So they were able to recommend restaurants. Um, that the do cater and there are some really good places um popping up all over all over london and the country um that serve good vegan meals yeah definitely it's definitely something that's grown in the last couple of years hugely um so i guess the big question is really which of you would feel like you could continue this long term or alternatively what things would you change to your regular diet as a result of this month so if we kick off with with rachel I think I'll try and keep this up, not all week, but like try and be keeping sort of four or five days ish vegan. Um, and then just thinking about where 
where there are vegan options in a restaurant or whatever, maybe picking them sometimes, whereas I think I would have automatically always gone to like the cheesier option. But um, yeah, I don't think it's something I'm ready to go 24 seven with just yet, but definitely be more vegan in future. And what about you, Maddie? I'd say the same. I think um, I I think putting the label on of being no, I'm 100% vegan would probably make me struggle with it more. Whereas I think if I'm kind of just go into it like a mindset of reducing how much con- like animal content I'm consuming, I think that would be my approach and something I'm going to continue and like just continually try and reduce. And I think part of the motivation for me doing this month was to try and like learn more meals and like find more foods that I do like that happen to be vegan rather than kind of being vegan as a purpose if that makes sense so just kind of naturally incorporate more vegan choices into my diet I think yeah yeah that definitely makes sense and Patrick you were nodding along there is that your kind of perception on it as well yeah I'd agree I mean I I, I kind of went into this with the purpose that I would come out with um, the ability to flex my flexitarianism a little bit more towards um, a plant-based diet more easily so you know more more um, uh, easy go-to recipes up the sleeve uh, more of an understanding about which meat substitute products uh, are actually really good and can easily just be subbed in for, for unnecessary meat during the week and what have you. Um, so it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not particularly intending to, to, to keep up the veganism, but I am hoping to keep up some of these practices and to definitely use this month as a, as a springboard to, um, to cut down unnecessary meat and dairy. Sure. And then finally, Alex, uh, are you a convert to corn mints or will you be going back to, to beef and lamb mints? Convert um, for sure. I think my motivation was was mainly environmental um, and cutting out high emission food products. So I'm going to continue cooking without red meat. Um, I've enjoyed it and I think it works quite effectively. And then I think I'm also trying to add more purely vegan meals in slowly over time, um, sort of one and two days a week. So I'm not totally cutting meat out of my diet, but also having sort of sustainable days, if you are, um, where I do have only meat, vegan meals. Brilliant. Well, on that very positive note, I think we'll call it off there. So thanks so much for taking part in the month and for chatting to me today, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks.